All right, if you have questions for us, please come see us after the services. Well, uh, Lord willing, be back tonight as well, and so you can talk to us then also. I'll be glad to talk to you about it, but uh, thank you again for the opportunity to share uh, our ministry with you. Take your Bible, if you have one this morning, please turn to the book of Romans, chapter number one. Book of Romans, chapter number one. We'll begin reading verse number one. Uh, when you find your place there, if you're able, I'd like to ask you to stand with me, please, just out of respect to the reading of the text of the Lord's Word this morning. Didn't work, did it? Amen. It caught it from the inside. All right. Romans chapter number one, verse number one. <clears throat> the Bible says this, Paul a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel of God, which he had promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures, concerning his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, according to the Spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead." by whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations for his name, among, among whom are ye also the called of Jesus Christ. To all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of, Throughout the whole world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his Son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request, if by any means now at length I might have a prosperous journey by the will of God to come unto you. I'd like to draw our attention back to verse number 8, if we can please. Romans chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says, First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. And I'd like to, with the Lord's help this morning, preach on that subject of a faith that is spoken of. A faith that is spoken of. And in the context of Missions Month and world missions being like the saints at Rome, a faith that is spoken of throughout the world. What a compliment. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. And then you can be seated after that. Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your blessing. Thank you again for Jesus Christ. That he came to this earth and died on that cross of Calvary and gave his life and blood there. Was buried and yet rose again the third day so we could have forgiveness of sin and salvation, eternal life. And a home in heaven through him. Lord, I do pray if there's someone here. Let's never ask Jesus to come into their heart and life and forgive their sin and be their Savior. I pray they'll do that today before they leave this place. We'll thank you for it. Lord, we pray you would encourage those that are discouraged. Lord, I ask you would challenge and strengthen our faith. God, help us to be closer to you, be more of what you want us to be, and have a greater burden to win lost people to Christ. Please. Use it for your honor and your glory. I ask just your help. I pray that when the invitation comes, you just help us to listen to you and obey you. We ask it all in Christ's name. Amen. Thank you for standing. You may be seated. 
Romans chapter number one, tremendous passage of scripture. Boy, so many great truths in Romans chapter number one. And as we're reading through there, as actually, oh, maybe a year or so ago, I was just doing some reading uh, in my personal time and going through this. And God just got my attention with verse number eight. And he challenged me and I, I never had noticed it like I noticed it then. Uh, it's an interesting thing as you read the word of God, how God does that for you. If you're looking for God to speak to you, he will. And uh, if you're seeking him to speak to you through, through his word, he will. And by the way, that is how he speaks. Amen. Uh, he doesn't speak in visions and dreams anymore. And he's not going to come down in some kind of bodily form and talk to you in the middle of the night. Uh, there's nothing like that. But God does speak to our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit through his word. And I thank the Lord for that. And God spoke to my heart. He challenged me in that about my faith. And I thought, man, what a statement. You look at Romans chapter number one, you think about the saints, the Christians at Rome. And they lived in a place where it wasn't necessarily easy to be a Christian. Amen. Uh, we talk about persecution in America, but we, we've not really experienced much of it. I mean, there is some opposition to the, to the message of Christ, to the gospel, uh, to being a born-again Christian. I understand that. But what we deal with compared to what the saints in those days dealt with, I, I can remember Pastor Curley, uh, I've heard him several times over the years, say it. He said, you know, one of these days we'll get to heaven. And he said, we'll be talking to some of the saints. And, and he said, I can imagine some of the Christians in our day being like, boy, it's just hard to reach people with the gospel in our day. And, and some of those saints from this day and age being like, oh, really? Were they burning you guys at the stake too? Uh, no. Oh, they weren't? Did they throw you in jail? No. Uh, well, how'd you, I mean, what, what avenues did you have to get the gospel out? Well, we had the internet and we had printed pages and we had computers and phones and we had all kinds of, and he said, they're going to look at us and go, really? You had a hard time? It's like, you want to compare notes? <laughs> Amen. And so, Reading all that and in reading what's said by God about these saints, that your faith is spoken of throughout the world. I said it a minute ago, what a compliment. Amen. What a challenge for us as Christians to have the kind of faith like the saints at Rome had that is contagious and that is a strong enough faith in the power of God and the power of God's ability to do great things that other people look at it and say, man, I want that kind of faith. I want that kind of a walk with God. I want that blessing of God on my life. That's what the saints in Rome had. And Paul said, when we think about you, he said, I've heard of your faith in other places. I've been around the world. What an amazing thing. And can I say to us, I believe we can have that kind of faith. I believe God can use our faith. And you think about it uh, again in, in missions and, and the context of missions month and, and missions conferences and things like that and getting the gospel to the world. Can I say your faith in trusting God to do what God would have you do in his work, giving to missions, going out and passing out tracts, talking to people, supporting missionaries, your faith can and probably is spoken of and should be. Hey, can I tell you this from being on the missions side of things now, I used to be in the pastoral side of things and now being in the mission side of it, I can say this. We pray for you. 
churches that that have helped us and partnered with us and and uh, that pray for us or support us. We try to return the favor and pray for them and that pastor and that church and what's going on there. And uh, boy, it's it's an amazing thing. It's it's a humbling thing uh, to know that there are people all over different places praying for you. And that's a faith that's active. It's a faith that's vibrant. When you support those missionaries, I have no doubt missionaries that you support from Anchor Baptist Church from over in Africa or South America or the Philippines or wherever they are, are praying for you too as you pray for them. And can I say this to us this morning? We need a revival of people, Christians in America, that will live by faith in the power of God. Amen. These, these saints in Rome, the saints that we read about in the book of Hebrews, when we think about Hebrews chapter 11, we look at them and we say, man, what wonderful people, what amazing people. And it really wasn't about the people, it was about the God that those people served. Right. Right. Amen. And that same God that empowered them and strengthened them and helped them can help you and I today do everything that he wants us to do in our generation. Right. Amen. I heard a preacher say uh, a while back, I believe that God calls enough people in every generation to reach that generation for Christ. It was a challenging statement. Because then you have to look at yourself when you hear a statement like that and say, okay, so am I doing my part? Amen. Am I doing my part? Am I living by faith? Am I trusting God to use me to do what he wants me to do in this world? A faith is spoken of throughout the world. This is a focus. It's a challenge for us as Christians to have the kind of faith that's a contagious faith. So how do we have that? I think we can really find the answer in verse number one. The Bible says this. God gives us a little bit of Paul's testimony in verse number one. He says this, Paul a servant of Jesus Christ. So having that kind of faith boils down to number one, who am I serving? Who am I serving? Amen. You realize there is a specific person to serve the God of heaven. Amen. His son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul said, I am a servant, not to the Jews, although later on he would say, I'll serve the Jews. He said in, in 1 Corinthians, he said, I've become all things to all men, uh, all men that I might by all means save some. He became a servant to all, but he said, first and foremost, my priority is Jesus Christ. I'm a servant to Jesus Christ. Who am I serving? If I'm going to have a faith that's contagious, I've got to get self out of the way. Amen. And I've got to serve Jesus Christ. Uh, God challenged me with something personally um, several years back about just getting up every morning and saying, Lord, I want to live for you today. Amen. Young people, let me encourage you and challenge you. You ever think about how does somebody get to 60 or 70 or 80 years old and have served God since they were 15? How do they do it? It seems like such a long stretch. Can I say to you, they do it one day at a time. They get up every morning and they say, God, I just want to walk with you today. God, I want to be more like Enoch. And as he walked with you for 300 years, God, I want to walk with you. Hey, if Enoch did it for 300, we can probably do it for 70 or 80, can't we? Amen. 
And so there's a great truth. It's just getting up day by day and walking with God and then getting into the word of God and saying, OK, God, what's the instruction you have for me today? What's the wisdom you have for me today? What's the guidance you have for me today? And then taking it and then trying to, to live it. Amen. That is living by faith, by the way. Amen. It's just taking the word of God. God spoke to my heart. Let's say for just sake of illustration this morning, uh, out of verse eight, living my faith. So, okay. So as I go out into the workplace or I go out into my daily routine, I'm going to try to not just live and react to the circumstances around me. I'm going to try to live my faith. Amen. I'm going to try to act out upon that which God spoke to my heart about today. That is living by faith. Amen. So obedience and faith are, are undeniably linked. They cannot be separated. So who are we serving? Am I serving Jesus Christ? Is being obedient to him my top priority? Jesus reminded the disciples before he ascended to heaven. And he said this to them. He said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. So why can we go? Not because of our power, because of God's power. Amen. Because of the power of Jesus Christ. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. It's really about just giving to them what Jesus has given to us through his word. Amen. Do I dedicate each day to him? Do I serve him everywhere I go? Or do I serve myself? I'm afraid that so many times maybe sometimes even unintentionally, we get to be self-serving. And it's so important that we be careful not to let the flesh get in the way. Amen? Boy, that old flesh, he doesn't go away easy, does he? Or if you're a lady, does she? Amen? (laughs) They just don't go away. That flesh, it's just always there. And uh, the truth of the matter is this. I have to work at it to deny self and to walk with Christ. I've got to consciously think about it every day. That's why Paul said, and he wrote by inspiration of God, he said, I die daily. I die daily. He said, I just have to to, uh, mortify the deeds of the flesh and live for Christ. Am I serving him or am I serving myself? Am I serving my career, my work? Do I serve my possessions? Jesus said this in Matthew chapter number six. If you want to turn back there with me, I'm going to turn there just so I don't misquoted. But Matthew chapter 6, verse 19, Jesus said this, Matthew 6, 19. Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. Watch verse 21. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. In Luke, the gospel of Luke, Jesus uh, said it a little differently. He said, out of the abundance of the heart and the mouth speaketh. So the reality is this, wherever my heart's at is where my treasure will be. And that's what will show up about me. That's what Jesus said. Amen. Sooner or later, what's priority in my life will come out. Amen. If I'm only serving Jesus in a show, if I'm only serving him on Sunday and Wednesday and the rest of the week I'm living for me, sooner or later that's going to show up. Amen. But hey, if Jesus is my priority day by day, 
It doesn't matter where people run into me or what I'm doing. They'll see that about me too, that Jesus is my priority. He's whom I'm serving. Who am I serving? And am I living by faith? You know, there's, there's four times in the Bible that, that the scripture says that the just shall live by faith or the just shall live by his faith. Habakkuk, Romans, Galatians, and Hebrews. It's a challenging thing. And, and I, I've heard before, and you all have too, if God said something once, it's important. Amen. If God said it twice, it's really important. You ought to pay attention. If God said it four times, we probably ought to write it down somewhere and apply it. Amen. Amen. And God said, I want you to live by faith. The just shall live by faith, or you shall live by his faith. Romans 1, verse 17, the just shall live by faith. Am I living it out? So who am I serving? Who am I serving? Secondarily, this morning, I want to ask us this question. Not only who am I serving, what's my calling? What's my calling? Romans chapter 1, if you want to turn back there, please. Romans chapter 1, verse number 1 again. The Bible says, Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle. He said, I'm trying to live out what God has called me to do. The truth of the matter is this this morning. Every child of God has a calling of God. Now, not every child of God may be called to be a missionary. Right? Not every young man, not every pastor's son is called to be the next pastor. Amen? Maybe God wants him to be a welder down here somewhere so he can reach people in a factory for Christ. That may be God's calling for him. And there's everything right with that and absolutely nothing wrong with that if that's where God's placed him and that's what God's called him to do. Amen? So every one of us has a, a placement. We talked about a specific person to serve in the beginning. Do we serve Jesus Christ? We have a specific placement. Am I where God wants me to be? If the answer is no or I don't know, then we need to get alone with God and find out. God, where do you want me? What do you want me to be doing? God, do I need to be doing something different? Because God, I want to walk with you day by day. We talked about that. Lord, I want to dedicate my life, my service to you. I want to have a faith in you that you can use to speak to others and reach out to others and uh, not only will reach people with the gospel, but it will encourage other Christians. God, I want that kind of a faith and a walk with you that you can use to help other people. So, Lord, help me to be right where you want me to be doing exactly what you want me to be doing. What's my calling? Amen. Paul was called to be an apostle. He was called to be a testimony, an eyewitness of Jesus Christ, his, his fellowship with him. Amen. Here's a great truth. Every one of us has a calling of God to serve him in some form or capacity. And we can. Someone once said that God doesn't call the equipped. He equips those he calls. Amen. If you'd asked me when I was 17, do you think you'll be a preacher? Do you think you'll work with missionaries? Do you think you'll do this? I'd have said, mm -mm, absolutely not. In fact, even when I was in Bible college, I had somebody say to me one day, Brother Jacobs, I think you'd make a good youth pastor. And I said, hmm. <laughs> youth pastoring teens, that's, that ministry is not for me. 
And uh, surprise, yeah, yeah. Before I ever left school that year, God ushered me right into youth ministry. And I was like, wow, okay. And then I found out, you know what? God gave me a heart for that ministry that he called me to. And I loved it. And I still love what I'm doing today. So is it ever scary? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, you get on a plane, head for Honduras. You've never been there before. You only speak enough Spanish to say, hi, how are you? You know, and then they think that you know Spanish, so they start taking off. And it is amazing how people that speak Spanish can speak at 218 miles an hour. I don't know how they do it. I'm like, I can't. Uh, is that one sentence or three? I, I'm lost here. And it's, it's amazing. And I'm sure they don't speak that fast once you get accustomed to it. I just wasn't. And uh, so sometimes it is a little scary. But you know what? There's a peace of God that goes with you as you go. Amen. Door-to-door -door visitation is still scary for me. I go out and I'm, I've got a handful of tracts or invitations to church and I'm trying to knock on a door and uh, usually there's prayer and then there's another prayer and then there's a deep breath and another quiet prayer and then a, all right, here we go. And uh, maybe they won't answer. Anybody, I'm just being real. Anybody else being real with me today? Amen. That's reality, amen? But it's amazing how the Holy Spirit helps you when you step out and do what God's called you to do. He equips those that he calls. God doesn't say it won't ever be without any, any fear or nervousness or trepidation. He just said, I'll walk with you if you'll trust me. And I have, I've seen it time and time again. Somebody answered the door and I tried to talk to them. Or even when we had that chance to go to Honduras or we went to Vieques and God opened doors and opportunities to begin to talk to people. And scripture come to mind and words come to mind and, and there would be an opportunity to talk to people. On the way in last night, I was speaking to a young lady. We just ordered some food to go. And uh, so I said, hey, how you doing tonight? You've been pretty busy on Saturday night, you know. And she's like, yeah, I'm here. And I was like, yeah, I'm just, just getting by, huh? She was like, yeah. She said, how are you? I said, I'm well. I'm doing pretty good. She looked at me and she said, what makes you well? She was serious. I mean, this girl, maybe 17, Melissa. She said, what makes you well? I said, well, I'm healthy and well. I'm blessed. I'm doing good. You know, I'm well. She's like, oh, I guess you are well. <laughs> so in a moment, she completed our transaction. I pulled a track out of my pocket. I said, hey, can I give you something here? From my church, there's some good news in there. I said, you going to church anywhere locally? Just so happens we, we, we stopped at a place south of Columbus near a church that supports us. So I knew of a good church I could invite her to. I said, hey, Bible Baptist Church right down the road. Good church, good pastor, friendly people. You ought to go. She said, maybe I'll check it out. And I told Melissa, I said, you know, she wasn't real. You know, I almost got the impression she was like, if I say I'll check it out, will you quit talking to me? You know, but but you never know. She took the track, laid it on the counter in front of her register. I said, when you get time. And you never know how God will open doors and how God will give opportunities to give you a, a chance to share the gospel, to get a track in somebody's hand, just to be an encouragement to them. Maybe if nothing else, maybe she can look at it and say, you know, not every day and not every person is sad and downcast and doom and gloom. Amen. <laughs> but God equips those he calls. We're talking about having a faith that's spoken of. Are you living your calling? 
you know, I, I talked to a young man a while back and I asked him this question. I said, if God called you to do something more than what you're doing right now, would you be willing to do it? He stopped and he looked at me because he was telling me about some thoughts and plans he had for the future. I said, all that's good, but what if God called you to do something beyond that, maybe in ministry? Would you be willing to do it? He stopped a minute and he, he was sort of sitting on the edge of his seat and he looked at me and he said, well, yeah, I guess if, if God called me. He said, nobody's ever asked me that question before. Praise the Lord. You know, I don't know. I just ask him. God gives opportunities and, and we all have to be willing. Uh, I heard somebody say last week, a good friend of mine, say this to hold what we have with open hands before God. God, if you want it, here it is. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's pretty good. Are we living our calling? Are we willing to do all that God wants us to do? And you think about missionaries and saints that have gone on before us and the sacrifice they gave. And some days I really feel like I'm not doing much, just to be honest. I really do. Sometimes missionaries I meet now, I think I'm not doing much. But we all have our place. Called to be saints. Romans 1 verses 11 and 12 talked about how Paul said he was called to encourage other saints. Verse 11 in Romans 1, he said this, For I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gifts to the end ye may be established. That is, that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and of me. Boy, there's two other verses. As I'm reading those right now, I'm thinking, boy, that could apply to the Heirloom Seed Project. We could just impart unto them some spiritual gift, encourage and strengthen their faith that we might be comforted together. Amen. We're called to encourage other saints. Galatians 1, or 6, 1 said, If a man be overtaken in a fall, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. What a great truth. We have a calling of God. We have a calling, obviously, to deliver the gospel. I've said it often. God can do anything he wants to do. Amen? God could send another hand out of heaven to write on the wall. I'm really not asking for that because the last time that happened, it was not a good thing. Amen. That guy had wished he'd never seen that hand, but it happened. But God can do it. God could rearrange the stars and put the gospel message in the stars in the heaven with the speaking of his word if he wanted to. Wouldn't strain him at all. But God hasn't chosen to do that. You know what God has chosen to do? God's chosen to take little nobodies like me and say, I want you to take my message to this world. Amen. That's, right. That's God's calling for every child of God. Right. You say, well, I don't know what to say. Praise the Lord for gospel tracts. Amen. Yeah. There's been times I've just reached them out to people and not said anything. <laughs> or said, can I give you something? Amen. You don't have to say a lot. The track will say it for you. Amen. But just if we can just get it in people's hand. We have a calling to share the gospel. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, we'll say this and then we'll, we'll finish up this morning. 2 Corinthians chapter 9.
in verse number six. Here's what the Bible says. Well, let's, let's go on down to verse number eight. 2 Corinthians chapter nine, verse eight. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye, watch this, sometimes having some sufficiency in, in certain situations, may abound to some good works. That sound different to you than what's on the page? But that's sort of how we live, isn't it? Here's what the Bible says. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that ye, how often can you speak? Thank you. Always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Can I share with you a personal testimony quickly? God was dealing with us. We were pastoring a church in Florida. God was dealing with us about going to work with all points getting involved in missions. I had never been where I wasn't getting a consistent paycheck. Amen. From the time I left college until that day, every Sunday, a treasurer from a church handed me a paycheck. It's nice. It's a blessing. Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm not, I'm not trying to be facetious about that. It's really a blessing. And um, more of a blessing. Anyway, it's a blessing. And God was dealing with us about missions work, and I was trying to get settled on it. And I was just struggling. I, and I was struggling on multiple levels. It wasn't just about the finances. In, in all honesty, you can ask my wife, the finances aren't the biggest issue in my, my life. Uh, I really don't worry about them much. She probably wishes I would worry just a little bit more about it. She worries about it, and so I let her worry for us, and I don't worry about it. Now, <laughs> amen. Amen. So the finances wasn't the issue. But I didn't want to leave the church. Hey, man, I'm thinking of all these reasons why it's not a good time for me to leave pastoring that church, you know, and all this and that. What's going to happen? And they need me, right? I'm the pastor. They need me. And, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. I really don't mean that the way it sounds. <laughs> but you sort of feel that way. Hey, Amen. And just different things. And I was struggling with it. And I was just, I was, I was sitting reading my Bible and trying to prepare for Sunday services and I was reading 2 Corinthians chapter 9, and I came to that verse, verse number 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you. That ye always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. And the Holy Spirit drove it home for me, and he said, you need to do it. And I'll make sure that you have the grace you need and everything else you need to take care of everything you need in every situation, I'll be right there with you, but you need to just surrender and say, yes, I know what I'm doing. Amen. And I had to surrender it to the Lord right there. Right. That church, my position, where I was at, what we needed to do going forward. Right. So, okay, here it is. And I just trust you. And can I testify to you today? His grace has been sufficient. Our needs have been met. I've gained weight since I've left the pastor. I mean, I'm not losing weight. I'm gaining weight. God's been good to us. And I'm just telling you, God is able to equip you to do what he calls you to do. He's able to give you all grace to do what he has given you and I to do. Am I living my calling? Finally, let me say this. Am I separated unto it? Am I separated unto it? Am I all in? Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, Romans 1.1, called to be an apostle, separated unto the gospel. He said, I have dedicated my life to that calling. Amen. So let me ask you this, and we're done this morning. 
Are you all in in your walk with Christ? Are you separated unto it? Are you committed? Amen. Romans 12, the Apostle Paul tried to, by the inspiration of God, convey that burden to the church at Rome and to us. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, he said, I'm calling you near as if someone close to me. By the mercies of God that you present your bodies, a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. You know what he was calling them to and what God's calling us to through that passage of scripture? To be fully committed, not halfway in, all in. All in. Are we all in? When we are, God uses us in amazing ways. I, I could not ever explain to you everything God's ever done for us. And time would fail us today for me to try to. But I can say this. We serve an amazing God who's still in the, in the business of doing great things. His hand is not shortened that he cannot. Amen. But am I separated into it? Am I all in? Am I spending my life in the light of eternity? Every head bowed and every eye closed, Pastor. So we stand to our feet with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. I believe the message was clear this morning. Who are you serving? It's so easy to live for self. Really, it doesn't take any effort to live for self. It's natural. But it takes effort to serve God. It takes a conscious decision to say, God, I want to live for you today. Who are you serving? Are you living by faith? Are you walking by faith, serving the Lord and saying, I'm living for God? Are you separated unto Him? That idea of living by faith and being called. Everyone's called to be saved. God calls and wants everyone saved. He said, I, I'm not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. God wants everyone to be saved. Maybe you're here this morning and you've not trusted the Lord as your own personal Savior. Why not do that today? Maybe you need to get that nailed down. And Why don't... Why don't you come down and just let me know and we'll, we'll take a Bible. We'll have somebody show you from the Word of God how you can know for sure where you'll spend eternity. Maybe you're a Christian. You say, Pastor, I know I'm saved. Wonderful. Are you serving Him? Are you surrendered to your call? Well, God hasn't called me to preach. That's true. Maybe God hasn't called you to preach, but listen, he's called you to be faithful to him. He's called you to be faithful in church and faithful in giving and faithful in witnessing and called us to serve him in every other area. The altar's open. These have come. And if God's spoken to your heart, there's still time.